Hey everyone, welcome back. I know it's been a while. I just got caught up with some things and busy. I uh, want to give a, I just want to say thank you, um, everyone, again for your reviews and for your messages you've left me. I really enjoy reading your feedback and hearing your stories. Um, so please, you know, if you, you know, want to give me another review on Apple Podcasts or send me. Uh, write a review, please, you know, feel free to do so. It's on Apple Podcast. And if you want to leave your email, I, you know, I can always message you back. Um, again, I just, I appreciate it. And I, I enjoy, you know, reading your stories too. Now, um, I wanted to get into, you know, start moving along and towards the end of the marriage and what really went down, you know, my narc was very jealous. Uh, he was jealous of all my male friends. He would question things. You know, as you know, he was checking up on me. He had spyware on my phone and um, I I had no idea. But I remember a specific night when we went out to a concert with uh, another couple of ours that uh, good friends of ours, very, very close, like family. And we went to a concert and I went to go uh, use the restroom with my friend. And on the way back, we ran into a mutual friend, well, a friend of mine who I've known for years and used to hang out with. And it was strictly platonic, just a good friend. And I hadn't seen him in almost 10 years. So, you know, obviously i gave him a hug, wanted to see how he was doing. And we talked for a little bit. And um, when I left, I gave him a hug goodbye. And when I got back to where my ex-husband was and my friend's husband, my ex-husband just went ballistic on me, accusing me of wanting to be with this guy, that why did I hug him two times? Why did I hug him, you know, again when I left? And then he was like pushing me. Like I tried to ignore what he was doing and just said, you know what, let's just enjoy the concert. You know, I don't want to deal with this. So I turned around and put my back to him. And then he started pushing me with his chest up against my back. And I got angry and told him like, what are you doing? You're causing a scene. And you know, there were words exchanged. And then he threatened to go, you know, talk to the guy and I was going to, I don't know what he thought he was going to do, but then he like went after the guy. So I pulled him back. My friend's husband pulled him back. Like, what are you doing? Needless to say, it ruined the entire night. Uh, we all decided just to leave and it was an argument all the way home, an argument at the house to the point where my friend's decided to stay because they were a little concerned. So they stayed until, you know, everything was calmed down. And the next thing I know, my ex-husband just takes off and leaves. So they ended up going home. I just went to bed with my son. So, you know, my son was in bed. I got into bed and snuggled him and just was ready to go to bed. I shut the door and locked it. And then, you know, a few minutes later, my ex-husband got back home and just wouldn't leave it alone. He wouldn't drop it. 
he started banging on the bedroom door. I told him just to go to bed, go to bed. And next thing I know, he is banging on the door, hitting it, pushing up against it, and he breaks the door down. So that wakes up our son. I think he was probably only, he was probably six or seven. And he immediately sits up. And he's like, Mommy, is it morning already? And I was like, no, baby, no, go back to sleep. And I'm like, I grab my phone and I dial 911. And I told my ex-husband, you take one more step closer to me and I'm going to push send. Like, you need to go to bed. You're out of control. Uh, thank you. Thankfully, he did. You know, he's, he stopped. He went. He went to bed. The next morning, he acted like it wasn't a big deal. He acted like breaking the door down wasn't a big deal, that the door was, you know, wasn't that sturdy. It wasn't that strong, like anyone could have broke it down. Okay, well, that's just one incident that my little boy saw, and it wasn't good, and it was very scary. So, you know, things like that would happen. He would get angry and throw things across the room. Um, and it's just so funny because he was so worried about me and what I was doing and who I was talking to and where I'm at that he's the, he was the one doing everything. So here's where the crazy making goes. One night, I go to dinner with my sister and a really good girlfriend of ours, and we go out to have dinner. It's a Friday evening. I told him, you know, I'm going to go have dinner with my sister and my friend, Trish, and, you know, we're going to have a couple drinks and hang out. Next thing I know, as soon as I get to the restaurant, we're sitting there talking, and I start, I get this weird text message from a weird different area code, and it says... I'm tired, it was something along the lines, I'm tired of hiding us, I'm going, so, yeah, I got this strange, yeah, the the strange text message saying, I'm going to tell your husband about us, I'm tired of hiding us, he needs to know, I want to be with you, and I'm like, who? is this like it was so strange and so out of left field I had no idea who this person was who the number was I tried calling the number back and it just it didn't work it just went to nothing just dead air and so the next thing I know my Ex-husband is calling me saying that he got a call from a blocked number from some guy saying that, you know, him and I have been having an affair, that he met me at the gym and, you know, and apparently he had some girl in the background talking and, and saying the same thing. And I am like, I have no idea who this is. It was insane. Total insanity. I'm thinking like, you know, who doesn't like me? Who would be playing this kind of game on me? Um, and I had I had a couple ideas who and probably women 
that he was involved with. But it just never occurred to me that it could have been him this entire time. And it was him. Later on, I found out that he was having uh, one of his girlfriends, mistresses, whatever you want to call them, calling and texting me from these numbers. Like he'd buy these numbers online and text me, you know, saying all this weird stuff, you know, nasty stuff, um, insinuating that I'm having a total affair on him. And then my sister and my friend were like, I bet you that's him. I bet you that's your husband doing this to you. And I'm like, but how, you know, I mean, the thought never occurred to me that it could be him or how do you do this? I could, I, it's just beside me. I, I, I don't even know how to do something like this. And so I, I told him like, is this you? Are you doing this? And he, oh, he got so angry with me. Oh yeah. Right. How am I texting myself then? Because then he started getting text messages. And I remember one night we were together and then I'm getting this text message um, he's getting a text message at the same time saying, oh, your wife's ass is so hot and I want to be with her and she wants to be with me. I mean, really, really bad stuff, pretty explicit stuff. And then I, I, you know, I believed him. I believed he wasn't doing it because he was getting the messages the same time I was. And I was like, what is going on? Like, who is this? And obviously it freaked me out and it was crazy making. You know, I try to hire one of my investigators to figure out who this was, who the numbers were, and they they couldn't figure out the numbers either because they were going nowhere because they were bought off the computer online and they were doing this through a computer. So then he tried to look into, I think, what it, is it, the IPL or something, or I don't, I don't know. Um, he tried trying to narrow it down to where it was coming from or the area and we just couldn't figure it out so but later on it it I found out through one of his mistresses that it was her and him and he and eventually I mean she didn't want to do it anymore so he got upset with her but it was all him it was all this was he orchestrated this whole thing and he knew it was him doing this and he knew he was the one having the affairs and he was doing this to me and would yell at me in my face like who is this guy what are you doing who are you being you know who are you with and I'm I don't even know how to answer this because I'm not doing anything and I don't know who this is so obviously I'm getting upset I'm getting freaked out about my marriage and who's doing this to me and how do I defend myself because it looks pretty bad but all the while I had no idea it was him doing that to me total crazy making complete crazy making um and all the while he knew he was doing it but he was bashing me and just berating me for it that I was doing something and I just I wasn't you know and this whole time too he um he got 
involved. He was involved with our neighbor for a couple years, two years that lived around the corner from us. I had no idea, no clue. And it was this person that he had um, spying on me for him through her computer. So they would be reading my messages. They would be reading who I was talking to, who I was texting. Um, it's just a lot. It was a lot. And I'm still like in shock, like, wow, I mean, this is good. You're clever. Like, you know, you would think that with all this thinking and all this, you know, very resourceful, you would put all this stuff to a career, a business, a job, and like be successful and work your way up. But instead he's using it to be devious and hurtful and just evil. (laughs) I'm still like in shock when I think about all this stuff, but I mean, I just, because I couldn't do it myself. Um, but yeah, it, uh, that was definitely crazy making. Um, it definitely made my head spin. That's for sure. So, you know, the crazy making is real. They will definitely do that. They're trying to break you. They're trying to get information. Um, it's just because they're so, so warped in their own head and their own mind and so paranoid because of all the things that they're doing. They deflect it onto you and think that you're doing it. Um, Again, like I said earlier, it's a game. It's definitely a game. Um, You know, it's like all the lies, all the deceit. I I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you guys about this in an earlier episode. I may have, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But, you know, when I did meet him, um, he said that he was an ex-tennis pro and he taught tennis lessons at a really nice um, tennis club and that he had his own group. Like he gave lessons to kids, adults, and uh, basically he lied. Shocker. He lied about everything. He he lied to get this job at this really well-to-do tennis club down in OC. And (sighs) I just remember... A really good friend of mine, her husband, trying to Google him and run him. You know, this ex-tennis pro, he should come up somewhere. There should be some kind of information on him. And they thought it was strange that they couldn't find him anywhere. Well, it's because he's not an ex-tennis pro. He was a liar. You know, that's... Lying was his jack-of-trade. If his lips were moving, he was lying. So just remember that, ladies, they will lie about anything and everything. I I even can remember back to a time, and this was towards the end too, where he said he could be a therapist, that he should be a therapist because he has the gift of explanation. And that, you know, who, who would check his credentials? Who would check to see if he really was a licensed therapist? Um that he could just rent an office space anywhere, 
you know, print up a certificate and hang it up on the wall and then just start making appointments and start seeing people. And I'm thinking, oh, you mean like start finding more victims to bring in and try to like seduce and get all involved with? I mean, this guy's crazy. No, but I was like, you can't do that. Are you crazy? Like, am I, are you, are, is this really even coming out of your mouth and you're telling me this? Like, this is insane. You can't do that. And then he was like, well, no, no, who would know? Who would know? Who would figure it out? (sighs) Oh, the insanity. But yeah, he honestly thought that was a great idea. Just like he thought DJ school would be a great idea, you know, because he's a professional DJ, not. But okay, so let's try to get people involved and donate you know, equipment or funds so he can buy equipment and go to some like inner city and start teaching kids that want to become DJs or who are involved with music, teach them about music and about DJing and how to mix music and, you know, get them off the street, get them occupied in a good hobby because he's just, you know, he's just that gracious of a human being to want to help kids who are, you know, involved in bad things to get off the streets, get off, you know, doing bad things and get involved in something more productive and, you know, using their creativity. No. (laughs) No, believe me, he's not a humanitarian who wants to help kids and look out for their best interest and let's start a DJ school. I mean, it was just... It was one thing after another. Um, All the money put into these all of a sudden hokey-doke ideas of uh, business here and there and nothing ever worked. Nothing ever worked because you can't just be impatient and rush into something and think it's going to be successful and you know, there you are and you're making the money and you're good to go. I mean, this man was never patient with anything. He just was so impatient. He wanted everything now, everything now, the latest, the best, everything. You know, it's just, (laughs) I felt like my life was just speeding by. There was nothing, there was always chaos, nothing calm, just always had to be out in the street, running around, going here and there. I mean, it, it was just, it was exhausting and draining. It's, I don't know if it's ADD or ADHD, what was going on, why it just, you know, it was one thing from one thing to the next. Nothing was ever enough. Um, let's buy this, let's buy that. Even down to animals, dogs, you know, he wanted, um, even the best dogs, like it has to be a thoroughbred. Like me, I have my two babies, that my fur babies. And I know I got my fur baby friends out there. I love my two little fur babies. They're the sweetest things. And they're the best dogs I've ever had because I had plenty with this man because he, we went through them and I'll get into that. These two babies are like the best dogs I've ever had. And they're both 
rescue dogs and they are amazing and just, I love them to pieces. So, but this guy, no, first he wanted a English bulldog. Had to be thoroughbred English bulldog, you know, $1,500. This is the one, gotta have it. I always want this dog. It'll be the family dog. <sighs> I mean, people, even the dogs represented him and his stature and what he could afford. I mean, it's like everything in his life had to be just the top of the line, like to just, it's just, it's a reflection on him and what he has. And oh my gosh, even the dogs. So we get this dog and this dog was not a good fit pooped everywhere, the slobber coming out everywhere. And no offense to you English bulldog lovers, they are super cute, but just not my fit, not my thing. You know, I don't want the slobber all over. And I had the last straw when he said he was going to potty train this dog. He never did. And then I stepped in some crap, some poop early one morning in my brand new rug. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. So we ended up selling him um then he wanted a what was it a chocolate lab and it had to be a chocolate lab thoroughbred chocolate lab so we get this chocolate lab beautiful dog super sweet but super hyper, super crazy, super everywhere, knocking everything down, running in and through the house and all around and poop everywhere and big poops and <laughs> couldn't calm this dog down. And super sweet dog, though, he was, but he just, again, not a good fit. Too small of a home and a yard for him. You know, these are big dogs. They needed, you know, a big area to run in. And the same thing, he didn't have the patience for this dog. He didn't have the patience for the potty training. Um, I remember specifically one time coming home from the market and I walk in to him with this chocolate lab by the throat up against the wall. I am not kidding you. I lost it. I lost it and I was like, what are you doing I said, that is a dog. What are you doing? And he was like, oh, I need to show him who's boss. I need to show him, you know, who the pack leader is. He's not listening. And this dog is just out of control. And he needs to know who the boss is. I'm like, this dog is not another man. You're treating this dog like he's another guy. And, you know, you're going one-on-one. No. This, no, this ends now. Found a nice home for that dog. And he's super happy now. And I know that because I, I know the person we gave him to. And it's just, he's amazing. Amazing guy with this amazing dog. It's a good fit for them. And this dog is getting treated the way he should be. Not like that. Not up against the wall by the throat. I'm... And, you know, that just made me sick and disgusted. Um, then the next dog was one of those Boston Terriers. 
Again, had to be a thoroughbred, $1,200. This dog was hyper and chewed up and bit up all the furniture. Chewed up our lawn furniture. Oh, it was just another, another not good fit, another mess. It was horrible. It just, you know, and the same thing, you know, he just, it's all for show. People, it's all for show. And this dog, we ended up giving away to my cousin. And that was, that was it. I wasn't going to spend another dime on these dogs. So, yeah. So we went through dogs. We went through Apple computers. We went through all the iPhones, all the latest to date. We went to $300 Nordstrom shirts. And just one thing right after another, like I said, nothing was ever enough nothing. So, you know, I want to get into more, but I think I'm really pressing this long. Um, so next week I, I really, I want to get into the neighbor that he was having the affair with. Um, and then another woman that he was having an affair with because then eventually down the line, my sister talked me into, because, you know, we already remember with the girls that he cheated on me with at the gym. And then he bragged about passing that lie detector test. Um, So three years after that, we're speeding up. This is all within that time frame, And my sister, just things were just weird. You know, you, you just don't, you don't have the sense of peace. And my sister had talked me into hiring a PI to follow him and see what he's actually doing at this other gym. So I want to get into that, share that story with you guys, Um, the neighbor. And I actually would like to have the neighbor in on one of the next future episodes so you can get her take and her story and what he did with her and the lies he filled her head up with and how her and I came together and really put the pieces together. Two women coming together when most people would think we would be at each other's throats. Um, No, we actually helped each other and we're still friends to this day, which the DA and the DA investigator said they've never seen two women come together the way that we did. And that it was very admirable. Um, So, you know, I want to share all that with you guys too. So, sorry I'm going a little long on this episode. There's just so much to tell. And again, you know, reach out. Apple Podcasts, review. Send me your email. um, Whatever. I just, I, I really enjoy listening and reading your stories, and I hope that my start my story helps you. Um, and I'm talking to the girl specifically who messaged me on Sunday. I don't know your name, but I read your message about your friend, and I feel really bad for her. And I know the spot that she's in, and I know you're worried for her, and you should be. You know, I mean, help her. She's gonna need you help her to see a therapist and to remove herself from this toxic situation because it's not going to get any better. It's really not. It's just going to get worse. 
And, you know, my heart goes out to her because I know exactly what she's going through. And I don't know her name. I don't know your name. But, you know, I'll pray for her, you know, because it's, it is a really evil situation. And I hope she, you know, gets the help that she needs and, and gets the clarity that she needs to better herself and help herself you know, help her, help her find the resources that she needs to strengthen herself and know her self-worth and value herself and know that she does not deserve any of this. And it's not her, it's him. And he's the mastermind and he's doing all of this. So um, anyways, that's all. I'm rambling like I always do, but I appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening And I will get back to you next week. So, you know, you all have a great, great 